This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. Uh, we are doing the Uddhav Gita. We are starting a new chapter today. Now, this is a chapter which is relating to people who have taken up retirement, those who have, those who are retired, <coughs> and those who have to take up what is called as a vanaprastha. That means in olden times it was said that you should go to the jungles. Oh. And then the next one in this is to take sannyasa ashram. Now these are two simultaneous or they can come concurrently. Both these ashramas are one after the other or they can be done simultaneously. Whichever way a person feels like. Now you may not correlate to it, but there are lots of people in this world who may want to do that. The current trend in this world is such that man is fed up of his life because financial issues and so many other issues are there. And today there is a pandemic going on. The pandemic is not subsiding. There are no jobs. There is a very big problem currently going on in this world. And nobody knows how to tackle it. The governments are helpless. The companies are helpless. The money markets are tight. Everything is going against the tide. There are war clouds in many countries. There is annexation going on of land. I mean, you name it, all kinds of wrong stuff. There are riots going on. There are issues which have not even concerned. Instead of taking care of the people, those who are dying, the countries are posting results after results. Still, the problem is not getting addressed. On the contrary, people are killing each other because of certain issues which are not even related to it. They are making, you know, Issues which have to be at least put on the back burner so that the pandemic can be addressed. No jobs can be, you know, job, there are no jobs which have to be taken into consideration. So this, this is a time where human beings get fed up. They get tired of this life and they feel that I have to do something. Some people take up retirement voluntarily because they have no choice. Some people are forced into retirement. They lose their jobs. They lose their livelihood. I'm sure you have heard how many people have gone back to their villages because there are no jobs in the city anymore. The restaurants are not running fully. The factories are only running 50%. There is no raw material available. The mines are not digging up stuff. The markets are not in a position to sell. Okay. There is no transport available. How many more months do you think this will go on? This may go on right for the next two years. And the situation looks terrible and bleak. People are randomly fighting with each other. There are lots of divorce cases that are happening. 
people don't want to face each other the husband and wife don't want to face each other the children who are forced with their parents are fighting with them for no rhyme or reason they don't even get a reason to just start an argument yesterday i was listening to a man about a man whose 13 year old son is really giving him a pain now such kind of things would not have happened in the normal world but these are different times and these are things which are going to be happening continuously and consistently please mark my words the reason is because there is a tremendous change which has to come over we had personal interaction with people all those personal interactions are gone you cannot even hold hands they will wear gloves and then hold hands you cannot look in another person's face you cannot have random partners because that can cause the pandemic to grow <laughs> things can go really wrong now do you see all this is piled up because man has to get disgusted he has to get so disgusted with his life that he has to come back on the track the path which is being told today you have to take it with a pinch of salt because i am going to modify certain sentences which can apply in today's day and age it is not about going to jungles because we hardly have jungles so vanaprastha the term cannot be used over here i will say retirement post retirement then i cannot say sanyas ashrama because sanyas ashrama cannot be done so we are, i am going to call it ascetism so person becomes an ascetic he can become a sanyasi fine but a different kind of a sanyasi so let us see so we are going to do chapter 13 from the uddhav gita verse 1 the lord said when a man wishes to retire into the woods he should put his wife in the care of his son or go with her and live peacefully in the woods the third quarter of the span of life now when does the third quarter start during the olden times the life span of a human being was nearly 100 years it came down to 68 or 70 years now it has slightly gone up to 78 or 80 years so i would suggest that the third quarter starts very early isn't it so the first quarter would be 20 years second quarter would be 40 years and after 40 if you are 80 years old then you may have to face death but i can just say one thing those who are over 45 you know 40 45 50 55 or 60 this is the time when a person can definitely think about this kind of a life earlier children were born at 
a very, very early age. So by the time the father was 40, the son would have been 20 or 22 years old. <laughs> so it was a very strange case. But today, the father might have been 40 and his son is only one year old. It is strange again. So you can't say much. But the trend should be that. Earlier, say age, marriage would be there and then the children are born so that by the time the father is 45, the son would be ready to work outside. I think that should be the way in which it can be seen. But I am not going to say that that is a hard and fast rule. You have to see how it works. So let us come back to it. So by the time the person is around 45 or so, he has already thought of retirement. If he has not thought of retirement, his job scene would have become so hot with all the youngsters coming in, he feels redundant. Absolutely, you know, like an old relic. I can guarantee you this much. By the time a person turns 40, there is no going back. The person is already feeling old. By the time he is 45, he thinks that it is time for retirement. By the time he is 50, he is thinking, oh, I am dead. <laughs> By the time he is 55 and 60, I mean, there are lots of people who think, you know, that, oh, this is the right time for me to start doing something. There are always exceptions to the rule, you see. There are people who at the age of 55 or 50, 55 or 60 think, oh, this is the time I have to start. But the old age catches up with a human being. The activity which they could do by the time they are 20 and 25, the same activity cannot be done when you are past 50. Even after 45, you can't do it. I'm I'm sure you have seen the cricketers, the football players and all these people take retirement before 40 only. Why? Because physically it is impossible to cope up with a 20-year-old. Right? Now, mentally also there is a degradation of your cells happening by the time you are 30, 35 and 40. Your brain also cannot process the kind of stuff which a youngster can. Sit with a youngster, a 16-year-old or a 20-year-old. Just try to sit. If you are 40 plus, try to sit with a youngster who is 20 or lesser than that. Do you really think you can cope up with that person? The kind of energy, the kind of things that they want to do? No way. So you try to bulldoze people. Today in the film industry in India, it is the same thing happening. Old foggies, you know, 40 plus <laughs> or 50 plus. These old timers are pushing youngsters towards their suicides and death. Why? Because they are dictating terms over there, which is not a good thing. Old people have no scope in this world because the youngsters are literally taking over. Everybody knows that the younger population is at its peak. More number of young people are there in countries like India, China and all. And the old people are much lesser. 
because of the baby boom that happened. So there are lots of millennials and all those, I don't know the other uh, terminologies that come with it. Okay. So these people are there. So what happens to a person who is 40, 45, 50, 55? is getting frustrated with everybody in their workspace, is not able to cope up with the new fangled things that are coming in, the new technologies that are right in front of their nose, they are not able to handle it. A person can lie through their, you know, teeth, saying that I know and I understand. They don't understand a damn thing. The technology is so advanced that even if you ask a 30-year-old today, can you cope up with the technology which a 20-year-old can cope up? And they will say no. I just went on a website, um, an app which is called TikTok to see what these youngsters are doing. The kind of creativity they are showing in shooting certain stuff is beyond my ken and understanding. I am to like an ancient person, okay? I am already an ancient and I was always an ancient. So, <laughs> no age. So, <laughs> the ageless ancient you can see. Never born, never died. That kind of a person. So think about it. Can you cope up with that? No. And this is the reason why Vanaprastha is a time for most of the people who are beyond this side. The third quarter. This is exactly what Krishna is saying. The people, those who are in the third quarter of life can definitely think of doing so when a man wishes to retire into the woods, when his son or daughter or whoever has grown up and is capable of earning, people start earning very early nowadays. They start earning at the age of 16, 18, 20, whatever age. So yeah, if the person has started earning, it is time for you to take a back seat and maybe just settle down. Now what are you supposed to do? So let us try to see during ancient times how the whole thing came up and I am going to modify it for today's day and age. When a man wishes to retire into the woods, he should put his wife in the care of his son or go with her and live peacefully in the woods the third quarter of his span of life. So the modification I can suggest is it's just not man, it is a woman as well. A woman can take up this ashrama because today women are working in the field. They are working outside. They make a lot of money themselves. They have bank balances. They drive cars. They go out. They do everything that a man does. Alright. So this is applicable to either of them. In some household there are men who don't even work. Yes, there are lots of household in this world where men have not worked. They can be called as a house husband or something like that. You know, I, I think people know about it. Some of them are wives, you know, housewives. So 
just apply this and see. So it can be a woman, it can be a man. So what are they supposed to do? You can leave them in the care of someone. But do the people care? I think the insurance companies, the financial organizations, they have those plans. <laughs> they will say, after retirement, you can earn so much. You know, your monthly income will be so much. So maybe you got to plan something like that. And go with her. Or if she says that I also want to come with you, please go with her or go with him. And live peacefully in the woods. Now live peacefully in the woods. Adjust that term. Live peacefully somewhere. Where you are not having the din and the bustle of the, of the cities. Maybe live in the villages. Or somewhere far away, far from the city. Where the life is sedentary. Where the life is not so dynamic. Verse 2, he should live on purifying wild tubers, roots and fruits and wear a bark or a cloth or a garment of straw or leaves or deer skin. Not allowed nowadays. You can't be seen with a deer skin. First thing is the forest department. The people, those who are taking charge of the animals, they will come and slaughter you. <laughs> so don't try to wear some deer skin and all that. No, you can wear simple cotton clothes. And cotton clothes which do not cost a bomb. A simple, very, very simple living. Not fancy stuff. Not colored or technicolors or those kind of things which are going to disturb the eyes. Things which are very, very simple. In India, during Mahatma Gandhi's time, we had khadi. Khadi was the hand-woven stuff, you know. Today, I don't think we have khadi. But you can definitely wear the cotton clothes which are hand woven. Yes, there is a lot of industry which you can support. You know, people do who do hand weaving. There are big machines which are churning out, churning out, churning out fabrics after fabrics. Why not support the hand woven industry? Because the poor people who are the weavers, they will get certain benefits. So for all the males, I would suggest you go for hand-woven stuff. And for all the females, again, it's the same thing. Why not go for hand-printed, hand-woven or something which is environmentally friendly? Wear those kind of clothes. He says, purifying on wild tubers, roots and fruits. I don't think there are wild tubers, roots and fruits available. You see, you try to go and buy some fruits from the marketplace, they are going to cost a bomb. So the best thing is whatever is available. When I was staying in one ashram in Delhi in, in North India, they were closer to Himachal Pradesh and Haryana and all those places. And they would buy apples in bulk. So every day one apple was served because it's the cheapest thing available and it helps the economy. Please understand there are very poor farmers who do not even get that money. If you buy imported fruits from all the foreign countries, the people over there are getting benefited but your local produce is not getting used up. It gets thrown, it gets chucked. So many thousands and thousands of liter is chucked down the drain. 
Why? Because, because people want bottled milk and Tetra Pak's milk. And what kind of thing is that? There is fresh milk being chucked out in this, you know, in the gutters. Why not use that? So it is important to, you know, use the kind of stuff that is available. So milk which is very freely available in the villages itself. It may be slightly costly because the villages do not have the economies of scale. So try to use those kind of, you know, stuff like the vegetables which are grown in the nearby villages. I will tell you a story about a man who got so disillusioned by what was happening in his life. He was a young man who did his graduation. He did his BSc, that is science. And after that, he did his educational degree, which is called B.Ed. in India, Bachelor of Education. Uh, he was a young man raring to go and become a teacher because that was his, that was his ambition. Now it so happened that when he went out to get a teacher's job, which was going to give him 15,000 rupees salary per month, 15,000. It's approximately $200 in the world economic scale, $200 per month. So at the end of the year, he would have, you know, had $2,400. That is all the salary he was thinking of getting. What happened over there was the officer said, who was supposed to give him the job said, give me 15 lakhs, 1.5 million rupees on the table. You see, that is a bribe. Then I will give you the job letter. The person was so disturbed that he was not able to take in because he was a young man raring to go out in this world and establish himself and here there are these duds out there who are willing to make a buck from the poorest you know, sections of the society. And he was very disillusioned. The person said, I will negotiate with you. Instead of 15 lakhs, you can give me 12 lakhs. This man said, my father is a farmer. I am sorry, I don't have that kind of a money. He went and told his father what was the case. For a 15,000 job, you have to pay 15 lakh rupees bribe. It is shameful. So, his father said, I will sell off whatever I have and I will borrow some money from here and there and I will give you a certain amount of money. The son was adamant. He said, no. I don't want to do that. And then he came back to the village. He chucked his degrees aside. They had one and a half acre of land. Approximately 60,000 square feet. 60 or 65,000 square feet of land. Now in that land, they used to get around 600 or 700 rupees. You know, of produce they would get in a month. That is not sufficient to even, you know, get food in the table. So what did he do? He learned the natural farming methods. Going on YouTube and various other medias, he joined some very simple classes. He joined the groups which talk about such kind of things. And in that one and a half acre, in four years time of his life, Today, he earns more than 7 lakh rupees a month. 
it is a fantastic jump this person who was supposed to give a bribe of 15 lakhs for his entire life so that he could get 15000 rupees salary was earning 6 to 7 lakh rupees a month consistently growing what in the field he started growing what is called as a karela <laughs> it is called bitter gourd now bitter gourd is a thing which is used in most of the ayurvedic medicines so he had a contract with some companies who made ayurvedic medicines and he started supplying them it's a fantastic story isn't it a farmer's son becoming a farmer so why does a person invest in fantastic degrees when they know that there are no jobs available think about it if you have your parents who are in a particular field it is good to go and join them in that field i know one person whose father is a is a gold you know goldsmith and this man is working in in an it company and he has to send money home he has to look after his wife he has to give rentals he is supposed to pay the emis of everything and there is no money left what is the point in doing certain things when you know very well it's not even going to give you a dime or happiness where you see so much of corruption outside now do you understand when i said these words how does a person have to live a person has to live a very frugal lifestyle use the resources which he has the resources nearby so in the vanaprastha the third stage of life it is important to give the importance to what is available as a local produce go to the farmers market buy something which you can help the farmers with you are a retired guy you understand how difficult it is to make a living help your local people if you are staying in the in the village the village has its own produce use it from milk to whatever possible you can definitely use you see india produces a large amount of cow dung do you understand that india is also a country which gets a lot of rain as well as sunshine we can have a fantastic economy if you use the local stuff so gobar gas you don't have to use gas which is brought from middle east and other countries and make them rich see gobar gas is a very simple thing which can be used right in your house it is available the government also gives grants for that use material which is very very environmentally friendly you don't have to buy wire cut bricks you can buy mud bricks which are differently made you got the answer you can use the cow's milk which is available in your own place that is in the village itself you can use the vegetables which are grown nearby you can start your own kitchen garden if you have to 
become self-sufficient. You can have your own electricity. Got it? So that way you are reducing the overheads. Now do you understand when he says use a cloth and a bark and this and that? He is just trying to say don't, don't throw your money away. You can give it to your children if you want and just walk out from there. Doesn't matter. Live a frugal lifestyle with not much desires. Because by the time you have come to the age of 40 and 50, I am sure you have used up all your desires. But after that, why do you want to have any kind of a desire? Why is there lust and greed? You know very well that you are coping against all the younger generation. Don't you try to do that. Let the younger generation win its own way. Okay? You can't have an old foggy amongst all youngsters. That is shameful. You got what I am saying? It is not good. There, is, there are times for doing different, different kinds of things. So what Krishna is advising over here is everybody should understand their station in life. Jesus also said the same thing. There is a particular station in life and you got to go and do that. We will go to verse 3. He should allow the hair of the head and the body as well as the beard to grow and not remove the dirt on his person. He should not wash his teeth, should plunge his water thrice a day and lie on the ground. Now this is what I would not advise for today's day and age because it is unhygienic. But in the olden times it was allowed because there were no nearby people. There was no problem, you know, there were no coronaviruses nearby. And there were no diseases prevalent at that time so much. And the man knew how to take care of himself because of one Veda which is called Ayurveda. Okay. He knew which barks and roots and this and that he is supposed to take and take care of himself. But the same thing is not valid today because today's man is useless. He has zero knowledge about anything. He only knows to go to work and come back. So he is either a commuter so he knows which train is there, which, you know, what, which bus will go there. That is all he knows and how to go by which road. That one road that person will take from here to the office and office to back. His knowledge is minimal. He has never seen beyond his nose. And he goes to work and does the same stuff over and over and over again. So his knowledge is minimalistic. Every day when I sit in front of people and I talk to them about the different, different, you know, techniques which are happening. Like yesterday I was talking about Graviton. I know 99.9% .9 of the people don't even know what I'm talking about. Alright. So the knowledge is zero out there because people are so much into what they are doing. You have to become all-rounded because now if you are going to the jungles, not the jungles actually, you are taking a backseat, you are retiring, then this is an extremely important thing. Conservation of water. This verse, I will convert it into conservation of water. In many of the villages, there is a paucity of water. The wells are running dry because everybody is digging a well. So there is no water available. 
That is the reason why they might have said so. One of my disciples visited a country which is in the backward region. In the entire day, he just got one tumbler of water. Why? Because this nation doesn't have water. One tumbler of water? How pathetic can that be? And there are lots of villages across the world where there are there is so much of paucity of water. So water conservation is a must. Alright? So I would suggest along with the food that I mentioned in the previous verse, this verse I will talk to you about how you can conserve the soil and the water. See, the soil has should be natural kind of a farming has to be done. So don't use any chemicals in that. A lot of natural ingredients are available. Use them as fertilizers. And neem and other extracts are available. Okay. Now they can be used as what is called as a pesticide. You don't have to go and buy pesticides from a very, very rich foreign company. Use simple pesticides. There is very simple techniques which can be used. So, learn about them. Go to YouTube. Study them. By the way, even if you are in the village, you will still be having a cell phone with you. I am sure about it. So, there also you will get the YouTube and other channels. So, there you can learn about it. Soil conservation. If there is a drainage, block it. Do not allow the soil to go away. I am sure there are a lot of things that you can learn. Then, you can use water very scantily. The water need not be just chucked away. There is a couple which is staying in the South Konkan region in Maharashtra. The total amount of water that they use in a day is 6 liters total. 6 liters. For taking bath, using for the food and what happens to that water? The same water is used for watering the plants. I had posted this video quite some time back, maybe a year and a half ago. You can definitely go and see how this couple is living. Their total bill, electricity bill, comes to 15 or 20 rupees they get from the government. They don't pay the government anybody for, for the electricity bill. They are living in a house which has been built so frugally. And by the way, let me tell you, that's a very, very highly educated couple. They have taken the true Vanaprastha. I can tell you one thing. He landed up after the age of 42. Okay. He went to this place at the age of 42. So that person is really a Vanaprastha. People think that they are starting their life at 40. Or 50. Those people are idiots. You don't start your life at 40 and 50. You might change tracks. That's it. 
but you don't have the firepower, neither you have anything in you. You can go and take all the medicines in the world. You can try to build up your stamina. You can go to the gym. You can do whatever you feel like. But your body is not capable of moving. No. If you think I am telling lies, see your own results. You can't get up in the morning. You are not able to cope up with life. If something is said, I am going to do this today, the person is never able to do. So what, you know, why is a person giving bullshit to themselves saying that I am capable of anything? No. If you really are disciplined, then you will get up at the right time. You will have a perfect lifestyle and you will be conserving and saving money and doing all kinds of things which are advised over here. So Krishna is saying this. So if I have to write the modern Uddhav Gita, I would definitely say that this verse is all about conservation. Alright. So we will move to verse 4. This is chapter 13, Uddhav Gita, verse 4. In the summer, he should subject himself to the five fires. In the rainy season, expose himself to the showers and the winter remain immersed up to his neck in water. This should be the practice of austerity. Now, in the summer, he should subject himself to the five fires. These fires are what exactly the fires are? See, it is mentioned the scorching sun overhead and various other fires that are mentioned. But I would suggest one thing. It is not about the fires. In this verse, he is talking about austerities. A person has to practice austerity. You know, if a person is staying in a cold country, you know how many layers of clothing he wears? Ask yourself. Layers and layers and layers of clothing he wears. Isn't it? You see, the outermost layer would be the costliest because it has a fancy name written on top of it. North Face or some such kind of fancy brands are there available and the person is going to wear those brands. Below that he will have thermals and this and that. Oh my God. The person is literally doing this in the winter season. In the summer he wants to wear linen and cotton which is made in some far away country and for that linen garment, I am not joking, a linen shirt which is worth 5000 bucks in India. Why do you have to wear 5000 bucks worth of a linen shirt? Can you not wear a simple, uh, you know, what do you call this, a t-shirt which is costing nothing? You got what I am saying? In the summer, you can wear the cheapest, simplest cotton clothes. In the winter, you can use the wool. Now what kind of a wool? Your country will definitely will be producing a lot of wool. Isn't it? Wool is the cheapest stuff available in these kind of places. Because we have a huge population of sheep and all this, right? So, the cheapest wool is also available. Who says you cannot get it? 
can you invest in that instead of spending tons of rupees on buying foreign goods and with a fancy brand written on it got the answer what is he trying to say during the summer try to expose yourself to the five fires i can modify this verse and say can you be as simple as possible all right in india we have a very beautiful garment for males it is called the lungi okay it's a lower garment wear that and it's a simple garment it is just a cloth it is not even stitched you see if i go go to stitch something it is going to cost me money but a simple cloth can be used like that so here for a vanaprastha it is also the clothing which we are talking about save money in that wear clothing which will help you in the five fires in the fifth fire is also connected to your stomach okay by the time you are 50 55 and 60 you know how many stomach issues you have so one of the fires is the stomach there there is a fire which digests stuff in the body we have digestion isn't it so this digestion is something which you need to take care of the complicated a food that you eat if you are eating stuff which is fried and all those kind of things i can assure you it is going to cause a lot of misery to you so you eat frugally simple food in india we have chapatis dal rice and all simple greens simple vegetables i was reading about a person who stays in peru a few days ago he is a very poor farmer his farm is approximately about 80 kilometers from cusco this man grows 700 varieties 700 varieties of potatoes can you imagine that you see the inca trail and all those places over there they have so many potato type of potatoes you haven't even heard of so this man he had a small patch of land which he got from his father what did this person do now his father was producing around 20 varieties of potatoes over there this man he went around by the way he is a very very poor person i can assure you this much he is not a rich man at all he has no transport by the way <laughs> he doesn't even have a cycle <laughs> and he lives a very frugal simple life he must be around 55 60 years old so what did he do he went around and from his own garden he found that there are another 70 to 80 varieties of potatoes which are growing so he made from that 20 he made it 100 and then in the conservation 
of all the old beautiful varieties of potatoes he brought another 600 varieties more every year he used to plant different 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 today the peruvian government is giving him a lot of benefit because this man is conserving the old stuff you know only one or two type of potatoes okay but there are 700 varieties which this man is doing. I was thinking that one day I should go and meet him and maybe take all the samples from him and plant them in India. Okay. So, <laughs> actually when I was in Cusco myself and when I was going down that particular road, I saw a lot of farmers over there. Yes, they had the llamas and you know those animals that they have. <laughs> beautiful animals they are so I had seen these potato farmers personally also I have personally photographed at least I think 10 or 20 varieties of potatoes this is the way in which you can grow so here the stomach fire which I was talking about can you eat simple frugal food comprising of just some rice lentils potatoes or something which will give you sufficient energy to run for the whole day. Because any which way, what, what activity are you going to do? Maximum would be farming. Isn't it? Or just you are taking the back break. You know, a break from the, the humdrum of your city life. We have still not entered the sannyas ashram. Okay? So I am still not going to tell you what you are supposed to do in your time the whole day we are just trying to lay certain ground rules this chapter is about laying ground rules i know there are lots of youngsters over here for them it may not even say i still have a long way to go but please understand the frugal lifestyle if you start early in your life it is going to benefit you in the future got the answer so it is like that right so you got the point. So the, the fire in the stomach, it also can be adjusted out. Likewise, use water which is scarce, very, very little. Okay, and so on and so forth. Well, verse number 5 from chapter 13 of the Uddhav Gita. He should eat food cooked over a fire or ripening naturally in the process of time. Powdering it with a pestle or a stone or even making his teeth serve the purpose. Today's day and age, there are beautiful videos being put up by old women and men of India. Those who understand the local languages or you can see the, you know, the subtitles below in English, please see how they make their food from the way it is done in the villages. These are village, aged people from the village. They make very, very simple food. You see, I was seeing these kind of videos in which I saw how simple food can be made. The person said, now this is as of a video that I saw, how without using water, without using water, you can make bhajia. No water, very little oil and using onions, that's it. And that lady, an old lady, must be around 70 or so, she was teaching in very, very village kind of a Marathi how to make fritters, what we call as bhajia. 
And when I saw the video, I said, yeah, this is a very simple way of doing it. I mean, nobody thought of it like that. Likewise, there are people who are showing how to make chutneys and stuff like that. So use the pestles, the mortar. You see, big stones that you get for grinding purposes. Every villager has it. Instead of using electricity and your, you know, machines and stuff like that, why not go back into this? You're going to save a lot of money. You're going to save a lot of headaches. You don't have to bother if your mixer gets broken, isn't it? Because you need specific power, specific this, specific that, and you have to use water for washing all that and so much of waste. So this is a way in which the Vanaprastha can definitely help. He said, you should eat cooked food cooked over a fire. I was telling you about gober gas and all those kind of things. Use those natural resources or ripening naturally in the process of time. Nowadays you get fruits and stuff like that. The apples are stored in some big places and injected with different different kinds of chemicals so that they can stay ripe for the whole year. I mean, not get ripened, but stay like that. Why do you have to do that? Why not use stuff which is there, ripened naturally? Okay. Powdering with a pestle or a stone or even making teeth serve the purpose. If you use your teeth beyond 50s, 60s and 70s, then you are really helping the society. Because you see, you go for one filling, you know. You know how much it costs? If you have to go and replace, if you have to put braces, you know your entire year's salary will go into putting the braces. I mean, all the youngsters definitely know this. The amount of money these guys loot you with is a fantastic amount. Why? You want to make your teeth straight. Come on. So, here, if you have good teeth, they will last you for a lifetime. I will tell you another story. I was listening to a person who was the manufacturer of brushes. And he said that the penetration of brushes in India, now this is a marketing terminology, so you please understand this, if you understand little 25 paisa brain, which has got little marketing understanding, use that. He said the penetration of brushes, toothbrushes in India is only 40%. Okay? Rest of the India uses what? The neem. And various other methods, they use their finger for brushing their teeth. People are using fancy stuff like toothpaste and all here. The same person, you know, he is a very, very rich man and he was giving an idea how in India today people use only 40% of them use toothbrushes. Have you seen these old people in the village? They have good teeth. <laughs> Maybe they use the neem or something like that. So it is good to use those kind of stuff. So here he is saying, you can do those kind of things. Alright. The teeth has to be good till you die. So don't go and misuse it. Alright. Then next. This is verse 6 from chapter 13. The Uddhav Gita. Aware of the efficacy of the place and time, he should himself collect all the means of subsistence and not eat things procured at some past time. Yes. If I store something, 
and then I want to eat it six months or eight months later. Do you understand? I need storage facilities. I need cold, you know, those fridges and this and that. You know how much a fridge costs today? There is a person in Gujarat who makes fridge made out of mud. It doesn't consume electricity at all. It is a mud fridge. And I am not joking. You can google mud fridges in Gujarat and you will find this entire thing come this person sells over a hundred thousand fridges in a year made of only mud which can be used in the city. Do you know if you store water in mud pots it is so beautiful, the water tastes so nice but we love to buy Kinley and all those fancy names you know, Aquafina. For what? Because you don't know what is to store water in a mud pot, isn't it? So if you are a vanaprastha, learn these techniques of how to even save that. So you don't have to buy fancy fridge. There are techniques by which you can even use one day's food the next day also. What Krishna is saying over here is this also can be curtailed. The curtailment of all this fancy new come stuff there and the new stuff that is available, you don't have to do that. Remember, you don't have earning. Correct? You have to make do with what you have. And this is a way of conservation and this is a way of having a very, very frugal lifestyle. So there is no need of a fridge. The water which is there in the pots is very, very cool. And I'm not joking about it. You drink that water and see the mud pots. So the same Gujarat person makes all kinds of stuff. He doesn't use anything which is electrical. Alright? Cups, you know, pots, pans, everything is made from mud. It's a fantastic method again. So, you can help these kind of people instead of going in for those fancy, you know, all the Chinese and the, you know, Korean fridges that you are spending your money on, on Japanese maybe. Why spend that money? Why not use these simple techniques? So, here he says, aware of the efficacy of the place and the time. Are you aware of the efficacy of the place and the time? What is this place and the time? If you are staying in a hot country, you should know what is efficacious over there. Which means the way in which you can, you know, conserve water and use it so that you can make your house cooler. There are certain kinds of things like, you know, the hangings which are there. When you pour water on them and the wind, the little bit of breeze blows in, it makes the place cooler. See, the house which you stay in, if it has walls which are made of, say, what you call as mud or brick, then the difference is there. Mud brick. I am not talking about the cement bricks. The cement bricks are not good. 
so if you use that type of a conservation technique then definitely you will have a cooler atmosphere in a hot place and if you are staying in a let us say a cold place then the same mud and the same kind of stuff can be used for making it hotter now it's a reverse so he says think about the time and the place the time of the year and the place again you know sometimes in the year, year sometime during the year the food gets wasted because of certain reasons you should be able to conserve that food as well so you should know this kind of different different techniques i know i have modified this chapter slightly so that you can understand it better it is for today's human beings how you can use this all right you don't have to pay thousands and thousands of rupees in rents and so many other things and make your life miserable because for earning that money you will have to again go out so at the age of 50 and 60 so that you can pay for the house rent and pay for all the fridge and the tv and the fan and every other thing including the clothes that you wear the water you drink you have to go out and earn a living and that is the stupidest thing that you are doing whereas your body is not in a position to take it i hope you understood this those who are city dwellers and those who are old enough they should understand what i am talking about listen to this and just make your life better okay even if you are living in the city can you live an ascetic life i had said that in yesterday's qna i was talking about that a city dweller can also become a sanyasi if he wants to we have a qna session every monday to friday you can send in your questions so that we will answer them and this is where i had answered yesterday that even you don't have to go to the himalayas to become an ascetic you can be at home and you can still be spiritual but the living has to be very very frugal i saw my own foster parents live life exactly like this in the city and i can endorse this that yes you can but here what i am telling you is if you live in the villages and you can improve the lifestyle of the villagers as well because if you bring these kind of techniques to the village you are not only helping the environment you are helping your country you are helping yourself and you will also become the ascetic that you are supposed to be and you will be the perfect one person for varnashrama dharma all right so i have come to the end of my satsang today we have done till verse 6 next time we will continue from verse 7 onwards all right so take care you have a great day today and i'll see you all tomorrow bye